Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Canadian Dojo Podcast. So today is part two of my conversation with Sensei Jim Flood. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, I strongly recommend you go back and check that out. Uh, It was a really great conversation, and uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him about his history and where the martial arts community and industry has been. So in this episode, we actually go into the future. So we are going to be talking about where we believe and where he believes the uh, uh, the martial arts community is going, where it can go, and the benefits it has for a lot of different types of people. So a lot of great keen insights, as you would expect, and uh, I hope you really enjoy it. Though I will say there is one caveat. Uh, we had a couple of issues where uh, we lost audio. And, uh, you know, everything, everything, you know, came back and, and that, but, uh, there were a couple of times where, uh, where things got a little funky there. So please be patient with that, but, uh, otherwise, uh, enjoy this, uh, part two of my conversation with Sensei Jim Flood. Hey everyone, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Dave Nixon, and I'm a lifelong student of karate and the martial arts, but I'm also an instructor and a dojo owner. Whether you're just starting out in the martial arts, getting ready for your black belt, or you have your own dojo or your own club, we've got you covered. Welcome to Canadian Dojo. Okay, guys, so here we are. We're back with part two of our uh, exclusive talk with Sensei Jim Flood. Uh, So welcome back, Sensei Flood. It's good to to have you back on the show. It is great being here, Mr. Nixon. Excellent, excellent. So, you know what, in our last podcast, now, for those of you guys who are avid listeners of the Canadian Dojo podcast, of the the, the seven or eight of you, <laughs> um, so uh, if you haven't already, you got to make sure that you listen to uh, part one of, of my conversation uh, with uh, Mr. Flood, uh, because it was very enlightening and uh, people really enjoyed it. So that is awesome. Uh, but, you know, in that first part, we talked a lot about, uh, let's call it your origin story, sir. You know what your background in the martial arts, where uh, where you came from, uh, your upbringing, if you will, and then your transition from uh, being a competitor to a coach, and how your coaching style has modified, and frankly, your opinion on how uh, the the martial arts you know community has changed over. 30 some odd years. Uh, and I got a lot of feedback about that, by the way, uh, that a lot of people are on the exact same page, uh, as, uh, as, uh, your thoughts on that issue. So that was, that was, uh, that was, you know, reassuring, but, but now w- what I'd like to do is I'd like to sort of, you know, what, uh, take a, take a, take a pause. And we've talked about, you know, the, the, the industry that we've coming from, but let's talk about where it's going. You know, like, like, you know, I, I own a dojo, so, you know, what I'm always looking for new things and, 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 you know, ways to improve my, enhance my ability to teach and communicate. But, you know, where, where are we going, you know, as a community? Well, I, I think the martial arts industry as a whole is doing some amazing, amazing things for society. You know, it, it's, it's really helping those kids develop that confidence and we talk about respect and discipline and it's doing a lot of those things, right? I, I just find Dave that a lot of, a lot of what I'm seeing out there, it it's, there's not a lot of substance to it. So a lot of people talk about respect, discipline, confidence, right? And how martial arts builds up. But then when I ask them, I say, okay, how specifically do you 
create that respect, discipline, and confidence in your students. And the answers that I get from a lot of instructors are, I don't mean to be glib here, but almost comical, right? Well, you know what? They have to bow to the, their instructors and they have to call their, their instructor sensei. And if they don't do the right thing, they have to do push-ups. And I'm thinking, wow, right? Really, how, how really is that creating that, 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 that whole character building side that we're looking for? I just find it very shallow. And I think it's become something that a lot of schools profess because they know that's what parents are looking for. That's an easy sell. But I just think that it lacks substance. And I think there should be a lot more structure and they should actually have a curriculum, I believe, to show parents how they do that and to guide their students along. And I know very few schools that actually have that in-depth of a program to, to provide those benefits. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what, I I, I remember very distinctly, you know, being being a, a Q-belt back when I originally started uh, in the 80s, and uh, the answer to everything was push-ups. Like, you know what, it was, uh, you know, push-ups, you know what, you, you've done something wrong, push-ups, you've looked at the, the sensei the wrong way, push-ups. Uh, I, I never actually, um, you know, on my dojo floor, I never correct or punish with exercises. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't do it. Like, you know, like, well, we, you know, we obviously we do exercises, we do push-ups and things along those lines, you know, because, you know, training the body is one thing. Training the mind is something completely different, but you know what it, uh, uh, but I, I don't, I don't use, I don't use exercises for, uh, for, for punishment. I, I think it's counter counterproductive. I don't, I don't think it works. Well, Dave, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. We must have collaborated before we got on this call because <laughs> I think that's exactly what's happening. Kids are looking at push-ups as a bad thing, right? A punishment when really, you know what? It's, it's building your body. It's making you stronger. Yeah. It, it's making you um, much fitter, right? So the other thing that I think is really important is it, I'll give you an example. We talk a lot about this, right? When we're telling parents, when parents say, well, you're being bad. So you're not going to karate tonight. Yeah. And I, I would get on the, the call to parents or I talk to them and say, why would you take away something from your child that is actually positive for them and is building the things that you want. Why make that a punishment? Yeah. So rather than that, could you maybe find a different punishment? Because we're on your side. We're trying to help you develop your child. So it's the same way with using exercise as punishment. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, I, I find it funny sometimes too, where I get um, uh, the parents, uh, uh, yeah, like, listen, I, I, I love it when parents come to me and pull me aside, you know, prior to a class and say, listen, I need to tell you something that happened at school with little Johnny, you know what, um, you know, blah, 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 whatever it was, um, you know, he was sent to the office because he was disrespectful to the teacher. And I, and I love knowing that because it allows me to reinforce, uh, the same lessons he's getting at home, you know, getting here, he's hearing it from multiple different adults. You and I have talked about this actually, you know, in, in a slightly unrelated term, you know, uh, but, but, um, uh, when I'm teaching something on the dojo floor, 
And then I have a guest instructor come in and say exactly what I said verbatim, right? And then all of a sudden the lights start going off with all of the students because it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. So, well, I, I said that last week, like literally verbatim because I took it from this person, I, you know? So, um, you know, but uh, I, I, I like it when the parents come in and they tell me that, uh, you know, so-and-so is having an issue with this or so-and-so is having an issue with that. But I don't like it when they, when, when parents come to me, I, I look at it from the point of view that I'm... I had I, I remember one one time uh, very distinctly a parent was saying to me that uh, that their their kids needed discipline and it's just like okay well the martial arts helps to instill a sense of discipline in people you know what uh, through the through the, the you know the, the the work ethic and the you know and so forth no they wanted me to discipline their kids <laughs> and it's just like that's that's not that's not what we do that's not what I do I'm not here to discipline your children I'm I, that's not how it goes right the martial arts is about discipline it, it like I say it inst instills a sense of discipline uh, and stick to itiveness that all comes from that but it's not about you know I'm not this isn't the military we're not out digging ditches in the backyard well Dave Dave you just gave me a whole ton of stuff to do to talk we could actually do a whole show on that right but again I think that a lot of parents are out there looking for co-parenting. They're looking for a, a resource that can reinforce what they believe in, right? And I think martial arts is one of the only disciplines that I know can actually say to their kids, hey, do push-ups and do this and do that. And um, the parents are actually happy yeah. that we're doing this kind of stuff, right? I think that's a slippery slope. We have to watch, right? And we have to use that that appropriately. And we have to we have to make sure that when we are instilling, if you want to call it discipline or punishment, that we always put the reason why it's happening and they're they're having to do these things, whether yeah. it's do push-ups, right? Um, or doing sit-ups or, or whatever it is that we're, we're making them do. We have to make sure it has a purpose and that the student understands why that is happening. To just give them push-ups and do these other things, then it becomes seen as a punishment. And that is very negative. Who wants to come to someplace when they're being punished? That's yeah. not what we're about. We're there to motivate, inspire. And yes, we should be giving the same message that the parents are giving because it's a positive for a, the child. I look at it this way, Dave, we have to educate the parents on what we do as well as our students what we do because we are a team, right? Yeah. We are part of that student, that child's team and their parents are a part and we're a part and hopefully we're speaking the same language the same messages yeah i i absolutely agree with that i uh that that's actually one of the things that i do so when somebody new comes in here um you know i i do i i think we've talked about this before uh at least sort of you know off book but um where when somebody comes in uh, i have a trial program and the trial program initially consists of me meeting with the student uh, privately, doing a private lesson with them and introducing them to some of the dojo etiquette, 
Uh, you know, introducing them to the bunch of the stuff that we do, um, you know, in the in the novice classes, the beginner classes, uh, and seeing how they respond to it, seeing how they respond to me as an instructor, uh, you know, seeing if there's anything in particular that I need to be aware of. But I've had a couple of times where, you know, parents have come in and it's just like they, they, they go to drop their kids off. They've never met me before. This is the first meeting that they've ever had with me. Um, they have no frame of reference in regards to how I communicate, how I interact with kids. They have no frame of reference to how I teach at all. And they come in, they want to drop their kids. Is, is it all right? If, and we'll be back. And it's like, no, no, you need to stay, <laughs> right? Because it's not, you know, it's like, I don't say this, but it's just, it's not just about what I'm going to be working on, working with for your kids, but I want you to watch and see what I'm doing, right? Because it's going to prompt questions from you. And, you know, I, I, I about it just kind of blows my mind. You know what? That uh, uh, I can understand, you know, if, you, if the kids have been here for a while and they bring the kids, they drop them off, they go to Tim's and get a coffee and then they come back. And that I can kind of understand a little bit, uh, though I actually do prefer having parents stick around. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, never having sort of done it before. And then all of a sudden, you know, just, yeah, yeah, we'll be back. No, you won't. You're going to stay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's like I tell the parents, Dave, um, that it's a two-way evaluation process. I want to make sure that you see how I interact with your child, right? Does your child um, feel comfortable with me? Does what I say make sense? Does it it fit into your family values? Because that's important. And do you like our teaching style? Do you like our facilities? Because I want you to feel. Oh, you just cut out on me there, sir. You just cut out on me. Right? Yeah, we just, because we're doing this remotely. So, yeah, you just cut out on me for a quick second, sir. So, now, yeah, there we go. Still still off. I, I will regale you with my knowledge of the martial arts while Dave, Mr. There we go. Did I lose you there? I lost you. I lost you for Super a quick second. So, where you're back. Oh, no, we're losing you again. We must have a shoddy connection somewhere, probably on my end, no doubt. How's that now? I got you back. I got you back. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we need that. Um, we need to get that comfort level. They have to make sure that they're, their child's in the right environment, that we're responsible instructors. We know what we're doing and that the child feels comfortable. Once they've got that comfort level, then I think they can decide to whether this is the right school. But we also have to make sure that that child is in the appropriate program. If they want something completely different from our school, we should be comfortable and confident enough in ourselves to say, hey, listen, this program is not for you. This is not what you're looking for. If you would like, I can suggest another place because we have to direct them in the right place. I see. I I actually do that, Um, that, uh, you know, people come in and it's like, well, listen, I, I teach, I teach karate and we do, uh, you know, like a, a kickboxing blend and things along those lines. But what you're looking at, I'll say, you know, what you're looking for is more of a, a judo program. There's a great judo school right down the, do- right down the street here. You know what? That's, that's probably more what you're looking for. Um, you're always welcome here, but I would suggest going and checking those guys out as well, because it sounds like that might be what you're, what you're looking for as opposed to what I'm doing. Uh, I just want people to be involved in the martial arts. I, I, you know, obviously I, I know what karate has done for me over my life. Um, you know, the, the, it's, it's done great things for me. Uh, but you know, whether they're involved in karate or they're involved in judo or jujitsu or taekwondo or, you know, whatever, you know what? I, I just like to see them involved in the martial arts in some capacity period, full stop. 
Well, and see, that's where you're a responsible instructor because the last thing we can do, should do, is turn somebody off because we're just trying to go after the money. We want to direct them in the right program for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I think about, you know, sort of, you know, now, like I, I've, I've been lucky, you know, over, over sort of my, my, my teaching tenure where I've taught so many different, different people, uh, as you've, you've taught more than me, but, um, you know, like I've taught, I've taught, you know, people with, um, ADD, ADHD, uh, autism. I've taught, uh, people with, uh, very serious, uh, diseases, um, you know, um, I, people with, uh, um, uh, uh, blind I've taught, you know, one of I remember how I had a student who was, who was like, we only had like 5% vision. That was a fascinating teaching experience for me. Um, you know, cause it really forces you to, 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 to dial up your, your, your communication ability and your ability to, you know, and how you, how you explain things, uh, people who are deaf, you know, legally deaf, um, you know, it's just, I, 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 I love, I love working with people, you know, like that because it, 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 it really tests your metal as an instructor and as a communicator, you know, but you know, you and I were talking about this sort of, you know, again, before we started and, um, the irony though, is that, is that that wasn't always the case in, in the martial arts. No, no. You know? I, I, I mean, go, well, Dave, I got to tell you, right. You, you might be the exception, Right. It's still not the case, right, where instructors are um, looking for that kind of an individual. Like I do a lot of work with ADHD, autism, everybody that you talked about. A lot of prior to now, right, a lot of instructors would look at getting those students as, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. Because it's not easy. It takes great creativity. It takes a different mindset to teach those individuals. Um, however, and, and uh, you and I have been talking, I've got this program now that I'm, I'm actually developing and really excited about. I think that the martial arts has been missing out on a huge opportunity, massive opportunity. Number one, to attract more students, to improve their school's image, right, for marketing, publicity, all of that stuff, which again is going to attract more students, and to actually make a difference in society, right? I think I've been saying this for many years, decades, that what we do with people is just amazing and it has a lot more value than just teaching somebody how to kick and punch yeah. right and to fight right not that that's not important there are tools that we can use to make a better person yeah this well it's i'm sorry yeah it, but it, but that that's the whole nature of it like that that's that's sort of you know what the the um um, you know, if you go if you go back to what Gichin Funakoshi said, the ultimate aim of the martial arts is lies not in victory and defeat, but in the perfection of the character of its participants. Um, but you know, like you think back to like I, I I reflect back to you know when I was a teenager and I was starting in 80, 85, 86, something like that, and um, you know anybody anybody who would have come in that would have been ADD or ADHD, not that those terms were used because they really weren't uh, back then, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, uh, or, or heaven forbid, you know, if somebody was, somebody was autistic, um, you know, uh, if they were on the dojo floor, they were just a problem. Uh, they were yeah. just somebody who was, you know what, those were the people who were being given pushups for misbehaving, even though, um, 
it's 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 some it's, a lot of it is sometimes beyond their control, right? So you know, or at least part of it is beyond their control. So um, so yeah, but they were the ones that were being kicked out of class and being put in a corner and being and being ostracized. You know, I, ironically, the kids and people who maybe maybe could have benefited the most from the martial arts community, from the martial arts and from karate, were the ones being driven out of it, right, or not welcomed into it because people just didn't know. Well, and Dave, that that's exactly it. It's only been in the last few years, last few years, that if you look at, there's so many peer-reviewed studies out there, right, that show that martial arts is one of the best things available to people with ADHD, autism, um, all of these different afflictions, if you want to call them, or conditions, right, the martial arts is one of the things that is recommended. And, and that's why I say as a community, martial arts instructors have to um, get out there and make the public aware of how great what we do is for this whole community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So so the, the question then therefore becomes, uh, well, how do you do that? Right. Like what, what's, what's the path forward with something like that? You know, um, from like, I know, you know, you know, again, you know, you, you, you've been working on, on this really sort of uh, groundbreaking program, uh, you know, to, to work with, uh, uh, you know, people who have these, these issues, uh, and, and, and how to, uh, you know, I don't want to say bring them into the mainstream for the dojo and things like that, because I just, I don't know if that's the right, that's the right term, but, but you know what, to, 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 to finally kind of, you know what, open that door and say, you are welcome here. This is a, this is a good place for you and, and you, you will be ben you will get benefit from your time here. And so, so how do, how do, how do Doe just move forward with it? Well, Dave, I, I, I got to tell you, so, so what you're saying there is all of these parents, all of these students, they are desperate to be accepted by society because many times they're ostracized. Yeah. They're not welcoming, right? And e even to go to parties, these are the kids that are not invited to parties by other parents, right? Because, ah, oh, no, I don't want Johnny there. I don't want that. Ah, you know, he's going to. These kids are so desperate. They get ostracized at school. They get ostracized with their, their friends, right? It, it's very difficult. They want to feel normal, yeah. right? So what what we've developed is a program that actually allows them to get in. It's the trial program, just like we do for every student. And we see how they do. And we give them the opportunity to graduate from the trial program that's aimed specifically for the neurodiverse community, right? And if they, they get through that, then we give them that self-confidence so that they can go into the regular program with the understanding that it may require more work. We may require to do different things. So we've now got a certified program through the neurodiversity where schools can actually get certified in, have their staff members certified in how to teach the neurodiverse, how to work with the neurodiverse, and we'll actually give them the supports that they need if they run into any problems. Because to me, Dave, I want this out there for as many people as possible. I've worked with these kids and they are amazing. Yeah. They may think a little different than you and I do, but 
in some ways they think superior yeah. in other ways they need a little support and that's what we're all about in martial arts is adapting to the situations that we find ourselves in and i'm going to say as instructors helping as many people as we can yeah see i i i absolutely agree with all of that i think that uh, i think that the dojo should be a safe place i think the dojo should be a supportive place um, I think it should be a place that challenges you. And you know what, from time to time, I think it's a place that should, uh, uh, you know, like just even having people come up and do, you know, getting people up at the end of a class to do their kata and things like that can be nerve wracking. It helps inspire people. Um, but yeah, I, I listen, I, I've got a couple of kids. I remember, I remember one of the young guys that I, I teach who is, uh, uh, is, is on the spectrum for autism uh, and he has ADHD and uh, I asked him how school was going because I always ask the kids at the end, at the beginning of every class, how was school today? You know, what did you learn anything? You know, and then of course he answered half the time is no, but you know, yeah. um, but I, I, I said to him, how was school today? And he said, not good. And I said, well, why wasn't it good? And he said, nobody likes me because I'm weird. Yep. And you know what? It was so hard to hear that because you could, I could see the effect it was having on him, you know? And, 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 and he just, like you say, he just wants a place to be a safe place to fit in. And you know what I said to him? I said, you know what? You're not weird here. You know what? Yeah. So that's, that's not how we roll at this dojo. Well, Dave, that's the way it should be. You know what? It's heartbreaking. How many kids I've got right now that are on the spectrum or are downs or anxiety order disorder, any of that stuff. And they feel weird. They feel yeah. that they're not accepted. Right. The parents are so, think about it as a parent. You want the best for your kid. And you know what? In most places in society, they're not being treated as normal. They're yeah. being treated as abnormal. And all these kids want to do is be treated as normal. Like you say, the dojo should be a safe, accepting place. Now, if, if you don't mind, Dave, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like anxiety disorder right obesity um depression adhd autism right all of these things and the one that's really close to me dave because of my accident that, that everything the whole traumatic brain injury side of it yeah. right all of these conditions have been proven that martial arts is actually one of the best things that they can do and yet how many of the instructors out there, school owners, understand that they, if, if they learn how to do this, if they learn how to serve this population, not only will the regular program become much more successful, right? But they, they will now attract so many new students, right? Because they're now serving. Oh, I think I just, I think I just lost you again, sir. I think I just lost you again. Uh oh, right now. For those of you guys who are paying attention and listening, you know what? Uh, you know we're doing this via Zoom, and um, to see oh, there we go. Sensei floods back. So I'm sorry, sir. You cut out on me there for a second. You cut out on me for a second. Oh, sorry, Dave. No, no. no. Listen, it's not your fault. It's Zoom's fault. Sir. <laughs> you want me to go over that real quick? Yeah, just just the, just the last just the last minute of what you were saying. Yeah, like I, I think that there's so many things that the neurodiverse community um, needs help with that martial arts as a community, school owners, we are, 
ideally suited to help them. And if we get these programs and learn how to deal with them, certify our instructors, certify our school owners, and identify these, we've got over 25% of the population that is afflicted with this or has a parent or a child or a loved one that has these conditions, we've got a much greater population we can draw from and we're doing society a much better um, service. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember I, I used to teach a young girl um, and I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head if she had um, Tourette's or Asperger syndrome. I'm not, I'm not sure because I think there are some similarities between the two on some level anyway, but, um, so, but she used to have this, um, this, uh, uh, you know, nervous, this tick, if you will. So she, she, I'd, I'd be teaching class and she, her head would tilt to the side and, and, and contort and she would make this face and she would make this clicking sound. And, um, and I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know that, that, that she was, she had this condition. So this happens and I'm like, I'm like looking at her. Right. And then I'm talking and then about 10 minutes later it happened, it happened again. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Right. Cause anyway, but, uh, after class, um, you know, uh, she, you know, she came up to me and, and she was almost in tears. Uh, and again, she was 10 or 11, maybe 12. Uh, and she was almost in tears because she was apologizing to me and she said, I, I think it was Tourette's. I, I do, but I, I didn't think you diagnosed Tourette's that young, but anyway, and she said, and she said, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Nixon, but I, 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 and she whispered it. I have, I have Tourette's syndrome. Yeah. And, and I said, okay, well, thank you for telling me, you know what? And that's okay. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I said, you've got nothing to apologize for. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. You've got nothing to apologize for and nothing to be embarrassed about. It, it's okay. Thank you for sharing that with me. I'm sure that wasn't easy, but you know what? You know what? It's okay. We're good. We are absolutely good. And then afterwards I was talking to, to, to dad and, and, and he said, you know, the last club we were at, um, you know, she did it and we didn't tell the instructor and, and he yelled at her. And that's why, and it's just like, I just kind of, I'm like, I'm, it just blew my mind. It blew my mind that, that an instructor would do that. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I'm thinking you do whoever that is, you close your dojo and, and do the martial arts community a favor. But again, Dave, it goes back to what we talked in the first series, right? Um, people instructors martial arts instructors just weren't educated like i say a lot of the studies are just coming out right where they're examining all of these benefits of the martial arts and they're examining how what we do the effect it has on the brain not just the body on the brain as well and how martial arts being body mind and spirit can really help the old the the complete human being right not just physically yeah. right but physically, mentally, and spiritually. That's why the martial arts has so many benefits. And I think as school owners, we have to start educating ourselves more, looking at all the studies that are out there, the research, right? And then start modifying our programs to fit what the client needs out there. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. You know what? Because these are, you know... Um, you know, like, like I was saying before, you, you know, these, these, uh, I don't even know what sort of the right term is. I don't, I don't want to say conditions because it just doesn't sound right, but you know, but you know, I'll use the word for the moment, but the, you know, the, the kids coming in with these, these conditions, these issues, um, you know, they they were persona non grata 
you know, in the martial arts community. And really, not that long ago, it's just like, yep. oh gosh, you know what? Uh, I don't want to, I, I, you know, I don't want to have to deal with that that issue with that kid on my floor, right? Blah 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 yeah. blah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, ah, like I say, you know what? I've always done my best to have, you know, what a, a an, an open, welcoming community, but. Uh, uh, that wasn't the case at the club. I'm not, I don't want to shoot down the club that I, I started at because, you know, we started at the same club, you know, you, you few years before me and I, it was it was nobody's fault. It was just, it was just, it wasn't understood. Like we said, like we've been talking about, it, it just wasn't understood back then. No, Dave, that, that's exactly it. It's nobody's fault, but now all the evidence is out there. We have, we should, we should, if we want to be an all-inclusive school, we should start, providing these benefits to the students. Now, like I said, the, you if you have a modified program, a trial program, which I think is necessary because you have to direct them to the right program. If you put them in the normal program for a lot of these students, it is overwhelming, right? And you're going to lose them. So it's really important to identify where each student is and modify the program to fit their needs. That doesn't mean that you have to teach every, my, my whole thinking as we talked in this first one, Dave is everybody is different. Everybody's got different elements of the program and you adjust each element for the individual. That doesn't mean that you've got a million different programs. No. It means you've got a different elements that you are going to emphasize with each student. That's all it is. And it's actually very simple to do. Well, you know what, listen, it's like, it's like having a student who's, who, who's really, really good at kata and not as, not as good at fighting, you know what, and things like that, you know what, uh, um, you're not as comfortable with sparring. So, you know, what, how do you bring them out of their shell when it comes to sparring and how do you communicate that to them, you know, in that context? Uh, you know, like the, 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 the program is the program. You've got the foundation of the program, but how you communicate it to each and every individual student, like everybody learns differently. Right. So, you know, you just got to be able to communicate it uh, to everybody in a manner that uh, allows them to understand it and embrace it. No, definitely. Eas I, I, easier said than I, done, though, sometimes. Well, Dave, you know what? Anything worthwhile takes work and it takes time, right? But... Um, I know most school school owners want to attract more students, right? Yeah. And this is an ideal population. However, you need to be trained properly in how to deal with this population. And I think you will find there are so many benefits from it if yeah. you learn how to do it properly. And that's what our program's all about. So now you've got you've got uh, you're still in the process of developing your website for this. Is that correct, or are you finished with that yet? Well, it, right after this, Dave, I'm now talking to the web developers, so I think we will be live. Uh oh, I think I just lost. I think I just lost you there for a second. Right? Are you back? So, so you think you'll be live for a website? Uh oh, uh oh. You know, I will. I, oh, here we go. Okay, we okay go. you're back again. There you go. It's not your fault, sir. It's Zoom, right? So, uh, no wonder their stock prices are falling, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm sorry, you're saying that your, your website might be live sometime soon? Well, it should be up probably by Monday. 
Excellent. Excellent. You know what? Um, I will make sure that I share that, uh, share that link. And, uh, and then I will, I will also put it in, in the description for this podcast. This will go out. Uh, I'm going to post this, uh, you know, really quickly and then, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll attach a link to it, uh, once uh, your website is up and running, uh, and then people you. can go and check it out and, uh, and learn more, uh, about, uh, about, you know, these programs and, uh, how to adapt them into their own dojo. Uh, you know, I, which I think is a, is a phenomenal, I think it's a phenomenal idea. I think it's, I, I, you know, it's not even a question of being good business, though it is, right? I don't think it's just a question of being good business. I just think it's good, right? I think it's good yeah. for, for you know, the clubs. I think it's good for the students. I think it's good for the, you know, the, the, the kids who, ha, who are dealing or, or even adults who are dealing with these, these uh, situations and conditions. I think it's good. I think it's right across the board. I think it's a good thing. Well, and Dave, that's that's what I think. I think the martial arts community, we have to see ourselves more as healthcare providers because that's what we're doing, right? We're we're assisting the healthcare community yeah. because all these research studies, they support that, right? We're not going to replace a doctor. We're not going to try to replace medication, but we're there to assist in making the clients. Um, recovery or progress that much better. We are uh, another tool that the client can add to the process. Well, listen, you know what, even, even beyond, even beyond issues like ADD, ADHD, autism, the, 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 the proven benefits of, of, of doing the martial arts are, are, are well-documented. Um, you know, it's one of the things that really frustrated me during, during all of these, uh, you know, multiple lockdowns we had um, that, you know, uh, talking about people's well-being and so forth and so on. Well, where, where was everybody's mental health well-being during during those sessions? Um, you know, people come here to sort of diverse, divest themselves of the stresses of every day. Um, you know, and whether it's a dojo or whether it's their their gym, I don't know. But you know, you know, people's anxiety were going up. You know, uh, you know, working out reduces anxiety. Working out reduces stress. Uh, and, uh, people lost that during the, during the pandemic as well. So, but, uh, yeah, so from a, from a healthcare standpoint, you know, it, it's so much more multifaceted than even that. Mm. Oh, they, 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 they now have shown that when you work out your body and you're in the right r- range, that not only you working out your body, but that physical exercise is really important for brain health. Yeah. And I think that's why you've seen during this pandemic, because people have been socially isolated, they're not doing their physical activity, that their brain is getting fogged up, right, from a lack of exercise. Yeah. And that's really important that we get back to doing that those exercises. And karate is a great venue for that. You know what? I totally agree with you, sir. And, you know, I think on that note, um, we are almost out of time. So, uh, uh, Sensei Flood, once again, I have had a blast speaking with you. Uh, I am very excited for you. I'm very excited about this new program. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing everything I can to, you know, uh, see it grow and implemented. And uh, I, think it, I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think it's def- definitely overdue. Well, we will see what happens in the future, Dave. I'm really excited. I want karate to help as many people as we can. And I want to change I want to increase the value of what we do. I totally agree with you, sir. So you know what? Uh, thank you again for speaking with me. And uh, I will, well, I'll be t- talking to you beforehand. But uh, if not, I will see you at the Canadian uh, team tryouts in Ottawa on the May 2-4 weekend. 
I will be there, sir. All right. I'm looking forward to it, sir. All righty. So take care. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Take care.